Good morning, everyone. <clears throat> we have our welcome from Worship Associate Jeff Brown. Good morning. Nice to see everybody. I'm Jeff Brown, a member of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherbourne. Welcome to this loving community. We gather and worship our hearts alive with hope that here we'll truly see one another. Lower the volume on your fears and loosen the armor around your heart. May we root ourselves in the values of our faith from acceptance and encouragement to compassion and justice. We strive not for perfection, but for authenticity and connection in more ways than one this morning. We come here to learn, to listen, to forgive, to create trust, and to cultivate compassion for one another. May we find peace in our presence here together. Welcome. Thanks so much, Jeff. Um, just have a few announcements, a little bit more than a few actually. Um, number one, we're recording this and uh, Daryl will put it up on um, Facebook and our YouTube channel um, after today. Remember to switch, you can go to gallery view or speaker view in the upper right hand corner. I put a Zoom cheat sheet up on, on the Facebook page if you wanted to learn a little bit more about Zoom, but it's in the upper right hand corner. My fingers going around and pointing right over there. So you can see who's talking and see all of us. We have so far, 167 devices, which if there's about average about two people on, it's about almost 300 people today, which is terrific. Um, grab a chalice and also for the sermon, a pen and a piece of paper to write on if you would. Um, use the chat box for the prayer time that uh, Heather's going to lead, but please don't use the chat box during the sermon because that little orange uh, button is distracting. Um, virtual coffee hour is going to happen after worship. It's 20 minutes and Heather will all put us in different groups. It works wonderful last week, so I encourage you to stay on and talk to people and see people that you maybe haven't talked to in a long time. Um, I was with the Clattenburgs. Some of you know them. Well, I hadn't talked to them in about seven years last week. It was terrific. Check, as usual, the email for the weekly activity beginning uh, tomorrow. Um, Daryl sent an email out for the weekly activities and then Thursdays for um, the, the Sunday activities and then Sunday morning for the reminder with the link to today. Um, we have a reminder that we're postponing the Cape Cod retreat and we don't have a, a next date for it. Um, so just uh, watch this space and um, look forward to, oh, don't we look forward to Cape Cod breezes on our face being together at some point. We are planning many other Zoom worships coming up, especially for Easter week. And uh, in particular, uh, Emily and the Worship Associates are leading a um, uh, Friday night, uh, Good Friday service, contemplative service called Darkness Visible. There's going to be uh, more information coming out about that, but it's at eight o'clock on Friday night. Um, just two more, friends. Um, we need a couple extra computers or iPads that have the uh, ability to see and use Zoom so that have microphones and also cameras. Um, for some people in our community who don't have uh, the right uh, hardware to, to be able to access our worship in our groups. So if you have an extra one that you're able to share, please let Emily Bruce know our intern by email um, and we can figure out how to get those devices to them. And last but not least, um, if you're new this morning, we put a big sign up in front of the church just yesterday uh, for, for other people in our um, towns and communities to join us. If you're new, there's a welcome form in the box that Dara put up. Um, 
And that is what I have for this morning. Let us now greet each other by a big wave. Good morning, everybody. Uh, please join me in reciting our opening words. I will read the part, the minister part, and Nathan will lead all of you in the people part. <clears throat> when despair for the world grows in me. And I wake in the night at the least sound and fear. Of what my life and my children's lives may be. I go and I lie down where the wood drake rests and his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of the wild things who do not tax their lives with lives of forethought of grief. I come into the presence of the still water. And I feel above me the day blind stars waiting with their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world and I'm free. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we have a hymn to sing together. It's morning has come. Um, and I wanted to let you know in case it concerns you at all, Kathleen and I recorded this together way at the beginning of the week before further restrictions went out and now we're working on other ways of collaborating which you'll see some of later in the service we won't be doing it in person anymore sadly but we do have a few hymns recorded and ready to go including this one which i'm happy to share with you the words will be in the chat box 
please fill your houses with your singing. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all. If you, <coughs> excuse me, if you brought a chalice this morning, <coughs> I invite you to get it now. <coughs> and as you light our chalice, I invite you to say along with me, our covenant. Love is the spirit of this church and service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek truth in love, and to help one another. One moment as we thank you for your patience with all the technology.
So this morning we have a story about a tiny, tiny God. And I'd like to invite any young people who are here to come forward to the screen. We're going to have our Wonder Box time now. I see some of you coming up. Hi, everybody. Good to see you. So Emily and I are going to tell a story about that is written by Becky Brooks, who is a religious educator in Maryland. And once upon a time, there was a tiny little, itty bitty, very small, tiny little god named Tiny. And Tiny lived her life hearing <laughs> stories of all of the big gods. And let's face it, she was jealous. She knew that she needed to think of some kind of special spark of an idea that would make her existence meaningful. So after watching humans for a really long time, she hit upon an idea that she thought would work, something that she thought would wow everybody and would make her super, super famous, something that would make people say, wow, Tiny really knows what's going on. So here it is. Are you ready? This is what she thought up. You are not alone. You are not alone. So what she did was she took the form of a very, very light breeze and in a voice that was so quiet that people only heard it in their minds. She said, you are not alone. You are not alone. And people loved it. I mean, who wouldn't want to hear that? So pretty soon, Tiny was comforting people all over with, you are not alone. And every evening, she took the form of the breeze. Our wonder box. You hear that? Let's do it again. So she took the form of the breeze and whispered in people's minds until one day she encountered someone who wasn't comforted at all. When Miriam heard Tiny's words in her mind, instead of feeling comforted, she felt agitated. Something was just kind of off about it. She kept saying to herself over and over again, you are not alone. You are not alone. She tossed and she turned, she couldn't sleep. So in the morning, Miriam went to read the paper and instead of skimming everything, she found herself drinking in every single story. She was only halfway through the paper when she found herself crying. I am not alone, she said. I am connected to every one of these people. They live in my town and my country and my world. They love their people like I love mine. They're scared sometimes and so am I. They hurt like I hurt. I am not alone. I can help. Now, Tiny was surprised. It hadn't occurred to her that someone might think of it this way. So Tiny decided to keep a watch over Miriam to monitor this very interesting development. She watched as Miriam and a coworker met online in a meeting and talked about a law that they hoped the Senate would pass. And then Tiny noticed that Miriam wrote a letter to her senator about it right away. She also noticed 
that Miriam turned in uh, her grocery order, when she turned in her grocery order, she bought a few extra things for her neighbor and left them with a colorful note on their porch. Tiny noticed that Miriam had tears in her eyes when she joined her congregation's worship on her computer and she heard her favorite hymn through the little small speakers of her computer. Miriam got out her phone and made an extra donation to her congregation. She watched as Miriam wrote postcards to friends and family near and far, as she waved to dog walkers who passed by her house and put up colorful lights in her living room window. But most importantly for Tiny, she noticed when Miriam received a phone call one evening from a friend, a friend she hadn't heard from in a long, long time. His voice was shaking. I'm having a really hard time, he said. And when he started to tell her about his troubles, he began to cry. Miriam got herself comfortable in her favorite chair and said to her friend, take your time. I'll stay on the line with you. You are not alone. I am here. I am here. And Tiny, Tiny heard those words like an echo in her mind. You're not alone. I am here. You are not alone. I am here. I ask you to repeat that back to me. You are not alone. I am here. And in that moment, Tiny knew that there, she was nothing without Miriam's hands and her heart and her spirit. And she knew that what she wanted, what the world needed more than anything, was what Miriam had learned to give. So Tiny went to work. Instead of just spending her evenings spreading the gospel of you are not alone, she spent her nighttimes doing it too, and her mornings and her afternoons, and pretty sure, pretty soon she was spending every moment doing it until she became the breeze itself. And that is why there are no paintings of Tiny. There are no sculptures or holy books, just a breeze, a low voice, and many, many helping hands and hearts and caring spirits. Now you can hear the echo if you listen closely. And say it with me, friends. You are not alone. I am here. When water bottles are left in the desert for those who risk their lives to cross it, Say it with me, you are not, you are not alone. alone, I am here. At the bedside of a dying man, you, you are, are not alone. alone, I am here. In the jailhouse and in the sanctuary, you, you are, are not, not alone. alone, I am here. Separate and together, you, you are, are not, not alone. alone, I am I'm here. Too. May it be so, friends, may it be so. Friends, we now transition into a time of prayer and meditation and silence. And I invite you to find a comfortable position. Rest your hands in your lap. Take a deep breath and slowly let it out. Find a point in your body that is holding some tension. And with the next breath in, notice the tension. And with the next breath out, let it go. Let your shoulders relax. Let your body be held by your seat. 
Put your feet on the ground. Trace the connection between your feet to the ground, to the earth that connects us all. As we sing our call to prayer, Ubi Caritas, we will hear Sarah DeVoe singing it, and I invite you to sit, sing along with the music or simply be held by it. share our prayers through our chat box. Just click the chat link at the bottom of your screen. Chat box will open for you. We'll begin with prayers for loved ones and follow it with prayers for our world. And we will end with prayers of thanksgiving. So friends, I first invite you to lift up prayers for loved ones, for your family, your friends, for yourself, for all those you hold in your heart at this time.
Friends, there are so many, so many prayers to lift up today. For all of these prayers for our loved ones, we light a candle knowing that we hold so many more in our hearts as they keep coming in. And friends, I invite us to lift up prayers for our world, for those beyond the direct touch of our lives, for communities that we are not, not a part of, but to whom we are connected nonetheless. For all of these prayers for our world and for the prayers that we hold in our hearts, we light a second candle. And finally, friends, we lift up prayers of gratitude for the gifts in our lives, knowing that gratitude sustains us in times of great difficulty. This morning, we lift up two Thanksgivings, one for Janet Barnett, who turns 93 years old today, and another for Rosa Stalzer, who turns 17. Happy day, Janet and Rosa. Friends, I invite you to continue to lift up your prayers of Thanksgiving in our chat box. And friends, for all of these prayers of thanksgiving and for those that we hold in our hearts and for those that will continue to come in over the chat box, we light a final candle. And let us pause for just a few moments to absorb the many prayers that our community has shared this morning, absorbing both the beauty and the heartbreak of our togetherness and our distance.
And please join me in our shared prayer. Holy One, known by many names, in this time of intentional distance, we are grateful to be together. Today we bless all of those who may be struggling as we call to mind specific people we may know to our mind's eye and send out blessings to them. Holy One, bless those who are feeling anxious at every cough. Bless those who are worried about their finances and their jobs. Bless those who are restless in their homes. Bless those who are struggling with their substance use in this time. Bless those whose immune systems are compromised. Bless those pets who are keeping us company. Bless those children whose needs ground us in the everyday. Bless those for whom home might not be a safe place. Bless those who are living alone. Bless those who are juggling too much right now. Bless those who are bored. Bless those who are overwhelmed. Bless those who are struggling with their mental health. Bless those whose sleep schedules have gotten totally out of whack. Bless those who are going shopping for other people. Bless those who text or call us to check in on us. Bless those first green shoots of spring that remind us that beauty and life persist. Bless the essential workers who risk their health for us all. Bless the healthcare workers, the grocery clerks, the trash pickups, the restaurant workers, the bus drivers, the farmers, the mail carriers. Bless us all. Bless you and bless you and bless you. Let us be held together in several moments of shared silence.
big thank you to Kathleen for um, beautiful Billy Joel song. Um, Alan Cantor, another of our worship associates, is going to share our reading this morning. It is entitled Active Hope, How to Face This Mess We're In Without Going Crazy by Joanna Macy. Alan. Active hope is not wishful thinking. Active hope is not waiting to be rescued by some savior. Active hope is waking up to the beauty of life on whose behalf we can act. We belong to this world. The web of life is calling us forth at this time. We've come a long way and are here to play our part. With active hope, we realize that there are adventures in store, strengths to discover, and comrades to link arms with. Active hope is a readiness to discover the strengths in ourselves and in others, a readiness to discover the reasons for hope and the occasions for love, a readiness to discover the size and strength of our hearts, our quickness of mind, our steadiness of purpose, our own authority, our love for life, the liveliness of our curiosity, the unsuspected deep well of patience and diligence, the keenness of our senses and our capacity to lead. None of these can be discovered in an armchair or without risk. Thanks so much, Alan. Um, in just a moment, Anna Hurley's gonna share about our offering recipient, our Share the Plate recipient um, this morning uh, for today. Um, Kevin Paul, who's our, our finance committee, um, Fun With Finance, as they like to call themselves, um, made a terrific video that we're gonna play at the end of worship after worship is over about how to use the Realm link um, to, uh, to both give money to the Share the Plate recipient and also to the church, both are, both the church and our Share the Plate recipients um, need, I know this is a very difficult time economically for many of us, but for all that we're able to share and give, it allows our ministry to continue and um, the, the recipient's uh, ministry to continue. So um, thank you for your generosity. And let's see, Anna, um, please share more about Family Promise today, our recipient. As many of you know, this year we're sharing our weekly offerings with organizations doing the much needed work of justice in our world. This week, we are sharing our plate with Family Promise Metro West. Family Promise provides housing, food, childcare, and support to homeless families while helping them get back on their feet. Families participating in this program make a commitment to save 80% of their earnings to ensure a path of regaining independence. <laughs> quick, quick. Sorry. Um, for our four families have all experienced the loss of their jobs from the COVID-19 pandemic. Family Promise also has a life program that helps additional families on the brink of eviction bridge the gap to help them from becoming homeless. Our UUAC congregation has long supported the work of Family Promise with donations and hosting families for overnight stays at our church. I'd like to give a shout out of gratitude and thanksgiving to the dozens of members who have offered a helping hand with this project over the years. I'd especially like to publicly thank Joan Hunter Brody, who's stepping down as our Family Promise Coordinator after more than a decade of carrying the program forward with leadership and compassion. We love you, Joan. 
Due to the coronavirus outbreak and required social distancing, the day center and church housing are no longer safe for families we support. Family Promise has moved them into hotels at an expense of almost $12,000 per month to cover their meals and housing needs. As an unfortunate double whammy, Family Promise also had to cancel their annual walk to end homelessness, which was meant to be held next weekend. This walk usually provides a significant amount of revenue for the organization, so needless to say, Family Promise is hurting. Half of the money raised today will go to helping them offset these unexpected financial challenges. We are now collecting through Realm. You will see a slide on your screen with instructions on how to give, and then a direct link to Realm will be in the chat box to the right. And then this information will also be posted again at the end of service. Thank you again for your generosity. We'll now have our offertory music from Sarah.
can we all just do a, a applause in our home for Sarah, Kathleen, um, Barb, and Al, and Tim? So friends, I'm looking down this morning in my lap because that's where my sermon is because I don't want it on my screen because I want to see your faces um, as much as I can. As I remind us whenever I preach that here is our world and beautiful and terrible things will happen and are happening in particular in these days. And so we try our very best to keep our hearts tender and keep our eyes soft and our words true because this is what we are about. We know there is no answer but to love each other. We bear witness against unnecessary destruction and we gather in community across the social distance to practice being the person we say we wanna be. We cannot do everything, and in these days, it feels like we can't do a lot of things. But we can do something, and that something is never nothing. So let us forget our perfect offering. There is a crack in everything, and you can say with me, that is how the light gets in. I don't know it's hard for you to believe, but this is our third uh, Zoom worship uh, together. And beginning tomorrow, we're entering our third week of, our third full week of lockdown and social distance and sheltering from home. But other than those markers, time has, for me, maybe like you, it's, um, it's kind of lost most of its meaning. Is it morning? Is it dinner time? Is it a Tuesday? Is it the weekend? What does the weekend actually mean now? With all of our familiar routines upended, there's a fog of our living to these days, and there's a fear too. If you're tired, but you haven't shed your slippers from your feet in days, or left your home much at all, this is why, this is why you're tired. Our bodies need food to keep us going, but you know, our, our spirits and our hearts need something different to keep us nourished. They need space and hope and purpose and timeouts from worry. And all of that stuff can feel hard to come with and come by right now. Which is why our Sundays here in virtual space are so very important. How this space at once feels so distant and so intimate and so very needed. This week I've been thinking a lot about the fog, the fog of time, but also I've got a lot of fog of feeling. Do you have that? I have worry over here. I have boredom over here. I have boredom actually a lot of places. I have exhaustion. I have appreciation. And then I get annoyed. 
and then I get frustrated and then I feel love and then I grouch and then I feel maybe sprinkles of patience and then I yell at press conferences on the TV. And then I feel sadness and there's all of that going on in me and I look up at the clock, it's not even 10 a.m. yet. So this week to clear the fog for me and also for you, I've tried to name my feelings and I want us to name our feelings because um, when we can name our feelings, we get them outside the quarantine of our heads and we can feel less alone and a little bit less overwhelmed. So among the feelings that I have, I think I have three buckets. One of them is grump. Now as a lover of words, you know this is coming. Grump comes from 18th century Dutch word. <laughs> it means, to, uh, the, the word is grum, and it means inarticulate sounds of displeasure. And sounds like, uh, ugh. And then you shake your head, at least I do, and I roll my eyes, and surly mumbling. So why so grumpy? Why so grumpy? How about the chapped and itchy hands that come from so much washing? How about being in the house with people we love but being with them too much? How about watching the bananas brown too fast before a visit to the store is wise? How about children? eating all the food, drinking all the drinks, and playing their music so loud? How about parents eating all the food, drinking all the drinks, and playing their NPR so loud? How about no one wanting to walk the dog as much as the dog wants walking, particularly those certain people who years ago made a PowerPoint presentation about how they would always walk the dog if we could please, please, please get that dog. How about work schedules that have no routine? So now we're always working, but never feel like we're doing enough. But at least I have work. So then guilt for feeling the grump. How about the frozen ugly face that happens on Zoom when the internet slows because your neighbors are binge watching Netflix? How about that feeling you get when you realize the closet door behind you isn't closed, so now everyone just sees how much of a mess you are? And how about the 11 p.m. reality that hits you after the governor closes all non-essential businesses and you realize that, oh my God, I cannot get my hair cut. It's going to go in whatever way it's going to go. So friends, now it's your turn. If you brought something to write with, or you can just sit there and think. What is bringing the eye roll and the inarticulate sounds of displeasure to you this morning, this week, today?
Next in my head and on my heart, most of all, is this feeling, grief. There's no etymology needed here. Grief is heartache. Grief is soul ache. Grief are tears on the cheek. And grief is fist clenched because anger is a cousin of grief. Why grief? How about the souls, each one of them, a, uh, someone's parent or child or sibling or friend who this morning are in the hospital ICU alone, save for the sainted medical staff, unable to have their loved ones around them during this time of life and death. There is grief for the nurses and doctors like my neighbor, Megan, who was asked to use one face mask for two for both of her eight hour shifts. There's grief that we live in the wealthiest country in the world and we did not stockpile enough personal protective equipment. There is grief over the open chasm that is now the economy and all the jobs lost. The waiters and the hairdressers and the cashiers and the small business owners and the florists and the cleaners and all those quote unquote non-essential workers who are so very essential. There's grief for all of those people, all of us waiting for checks to arrive because there is food to buy and car payments to make and mortgages to send in. Friends, there is grief over all the rites of passages that are missed and postponed, the proms and the weddings and the birthdays and the spring seasons of lacrosse and baseball and acting roles and theaters and the Olympics and opening day and all the rest. There is grief over not knowing how long this is going to last and the pain of not knowing. And there is grief over just the loss of touch. The pain of social distances, when all we wanna do during this hard time, as in any hard time, is gather together and hug and hold and comfort. What are you greeting? This is your time to think. And last, inexplicably, I have this feeling, grace. A word that literally means unearned gift. Why grace? Grace in the empty streets and the vacant baseball diamonds and the un obstructed commuter into Boston on the Pike, all the emptiness and expression of love.
There's grace in the chalk pictures on sidewalks that were there yesterday before the rain and driveways drawn by children with messages like in my neighborhood, we're alone together. Another said, love isn't socially distant. And then there was one, there was a giant heart that literally covered the entire street from one curb to the next. There is grace in the connections now happening that didn't happen before because everyone was too damn busy. All the Zoom parties that happen now and the near daily calls to family from across the country and across town and the virtual gathering of friends we haven't seen or talked to in months, if not even years. There is grace in newfound and reclaimed connections. There is grace in all the generosity to shop and to make masks and the words of acknowledgement and thanks that we give to the UPS guy and the mail woman and the post woman and the truck drivers and the store clerks. We're finally seeing the people that we never saw. There is grace in the adaptability of people to figure out how to do new stuff like Sarah and all the others figured how to do acapella on Zoom. And people who are homeschooling, learning how to homeschool their kids or how to be taught by a parent or grandparent or how to start a vaccine trial in unprecedented time. And there is grace despite all the grief and all of the grump and just the beauty of the world. On Friday, it was sunny, you remember, and I just laid out in my yard on my back and let the light fall on my face. Where's the grace for you this week? Please take time to name that. So friends, to the hundreds of us gathered here this morning, I offer this blessing. Blessed are you in your grump and all the surly sighs and eye rolls and weary, I can't even, that rest underneath your breath. Take the time you need, forgive yourself and forgive each other. Blessed are you also in your grief, all the eruptions of ache and fear and unexpected tears while doing dishes. Don't let anyone, including yourself, tell you to get over it. Let yourself feel what you're feeling. And when you need it, let someone else hold the hope for you. And blessed are you and we in the grace and all the unearned gifts of this time, however thin or wide, 
If help is what you need, then allow it. If help is what you can give, then share it. Because this much is true here as we begin our third week in this new way of living. We may be in a sort of a lockdown, but here together, alone together, in our grump, our grief, and our grace, I know that we are giving each other the key. And with that key, I believe we are helping each other stay open. I love you. Sarah has our final hymn. Hi again, our final hymn today is Blue Boat Home, which I know is a favorite of many of you. So I hope you'll sing along at home following the words in the chat box. Thanks everybody.
Thank you so much, Sarah. We'll now share together our call to ministry. Heather will put it up on the screen for us. Let us say together, we go forth into the world in peace to act with works of love, to affirm each person's dignity, and to cherish the living earth. Our benediction, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the infinite peace to you, and deep peace of this community gathered here across time, across space, one body, one heart, one spirit, with an open lock during this time of lockdown to help each other stay open. We are here for you, you are here for each other. Thank you for being here this morning. Um, after the uh, postlude is over, I invite us to stay on because where else are you gonna go? What else are you gonna do today? Um, we have uh, time for a uh, coffee hour, um, uh, such as it is, and Heather's gonna break us up into groups using the uh, breakout um, function on Zoom. Um, so invite us to stay on for the postlude. You also hear uh, terrific Kevin Paul doing a very short video about how to do the round thing um, as well. So uh, that'll be after the postlude. So just uh, hang out just for a bit, everybody. Thank you so much for being here.
right, friends, stay tuned for a brief um, informational video on Realm. It's about a minute and a half, and then we'll uh, break you into breakout coffee hour groups. This video is to show church members that already use Realm how to add a payment method for e-giving. If you navigate to the URL that was in this week's church email, onrealm.org forward slash UUAC forward slash dash forward slash give forward slash online, you'll be presented a page just like this. Here you can make your contribution, add another fund, Give to the special collection if you so desire. Set up whether or not this is a single gift or a multiple time gift. And as you move forward, it'll ask for your email address. Here you can log in, choose a payment method, or add a payment method. If you log in a realm the way you normally log in a realm, <clears throat> for other church activities, you can go to giving and then click on add a new payment method. And you could add your credit card, debit card, checking, or savings. The Finance Committee is here to help. Please let us know if you need any assistance navigating this new process. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you all. We're going to have